a fastidious man. He indulged his daily habit of taking several showers and going through several changes of shirts. He left the house that weekend only to get a Saturday haircut and to shoot a few games of pool in a nearby saloon. Speck had great dexterity with his strong hands, and he tinkered with his sister's TV set and used his carpentry skills to build her some wooden household furniture. That Sunday, another one of Speck's sisters, Irma Speck Holman, and her husband, Kenneth, brought their son to Chicago to enroll at the Judson Bible College in Elgin, Illinois. The Holmans visited the Thorntons for Sunday dinner, and Speck was on hand, neatly dressed in black pants and a white short-sleeved shirt. He was mild-mannered and quiet, but preferred reading comic books to engaging his family in much conversation. He read with some difficulty, since he needed reading glasses, but he was too vain to wear them. All he offered in conversation was that he had his heart set on buying a new car. He told his two sisters that he was going to ship out to make enough money to buy a new car. Monday morning began with a bang. At 1 a.m., A heavy thunderstorm with tornado-force winds lashed through the Chicago metropolitan area, slashing a wide swath from the northwest to the southeast. The winds reached 80 miles per hour in suburban McHenry, and at 50 miles per hour rattled the windows of the downtown Loop skyscrapers. Savage and vicious bolts of lightning lit up the night sky. Hail the size of marbles pelted the city, and several funnel clouds were sighted, though none touched down. The torrential rains pounding down on Lake Michigan created a seiche, and tidal waves reaching six feet crashed against the lakefront, which had to be closed. The temperature dropped from 82 to 71 degrees in the two hours between one and three in the morning. Then, as the storm spent its fury, the sun rose and the heat began to build toward an eventual high of 93 degrees. The Thornton's hospitality and patience with Richard Speck were running out. Speck had spent most of the past two weeks with them, usually holding court on the back porch and telling tall Texas tales of how tough he was to the teenage suitors of his two nieces, Kendra and Tanessa. He kept a large hunting knife hanging in a sheath from his belt. His switchblade was always in his pocket, and he often brought it out to flash the three-inch blades. Eugene Thornton, a brisk, no-nonsense man, and his bright, animated wife, had seen enough of the lazy ways of their young visitor. On Monday morning, Speck was asked to toss his entire wardrobe into a tan vinyl suitcase and a small red-and-black carrying grip, He had an assortment of polo and sport shirts and and wash-and-wear slacks, and his sister had washed and neatly folded all his underwear shorts and T-shirts. Jean Thornton also gave Speck a black corduroy jacket. Speck left behind a souvenir of his stay. On a backyard tree, he had carved the year, 1966, and his initials, R.S. He added a few flourishes designed to resemble the logo of a gang to which one of his teenage buddies belonged. Promptly at 8 a.m., Martha and Jean Thornton loaded up their car and drove Speck to the National Maritime Union Hall, MNU, a hiring center for merchant seamen.
The Union Building was located at 2315 East 100th Street, about an hour's drive from where the Thorntons lived. The hiring hall was only a few doors east of three nursing residences. Because of a dormitory room shortage, nearby South Chicago Community Hospital had rented three small, box-like two-story townhouses at 2311, 2315, and 2319 East 100th Street for its senior nursing students and for a few Filipino exchange nurses. The three townhouses rented by the hospital were part of a row of six townhouses fronting on the south side of East 100th Street. The other three were private residences, scattered between the nurses' quarters. In the middle townhouse, at 2315, the hospital had placed a house mother to whom the nurses were required to report. The easternmost